0: hi this is Chris
1: and this is Almy.
0: and we know something about astrology I'm a Sagittarius Almy is a Scorpio today is Friday May 20th and this is for May 21st through May 27th we're coming to you a day early this week because we're in Gemini season now Woohoo. yeah and as a result Almy and I are doing more socializing now And both she she and I have some events this weekend. So we're recording our podcast a day early. And that's what Gemini season does. It shakes things up. It makes you do your podcast a day earlier than you normally would. It really gets things moving. It gets you in the world to interact with people. You know, whatever ideas you might have been kicking around in your mind during Taurus season, maybe you're articulating them now. Gemini definitely gets us talking. Gemini needs words. And as the great Barbra Streisand sang, astrological signs that need words are the luckiest astrological signs in the world. Uh, I'm going from memory on that. I think that's how that song went. I, I could be wrong. And we will be using our words quite a bit more in the coming weeks as we transition from Taurus season to Gemini season. Taurus can be slower to talk. It prefers to suss out a situation and take a more deliberate approach before acting. Gemini is much more like Sagittarius in that it's more comfortable throwing itself into a situation first and then ironing out the details later. Gemini is fast, fast, fast. It is a lime green Lamborghini. Taurus is more of a red Cadillac Coupe de Ville and the sun will officially enter gemini today friday may 20th at 6 23 pm pacific time and it will remain in gemini until june 21st so that is a full month of gemini festivities and if you've been feeling a bit down in the dumps of late if the slower plodding pace of Taurus has had you bored out of your gourd, take heart because things will become much more lively in the coming weeks. One thing Gemini does not like to be is bored. So it is always moving on to the next shiny object that catches its eye. And when that shiny object loses its luster, there is always a new book to read, a new adventure to be had, a new documentary to watch, a new clickhole to journey down, a new fashion to try, a new hairstyle. You get the idea. Almi, do you know where the word Gemini comes from?
1: That would be from the Italian explorer Federico Geminini. No,
0: I have no idea. Oh, wow. That sounded good. That Thank sounded, you. That sounded like something I would say. <laughs> I did, yeah. That was really good. Um, no, my understanding after doing my usual 30-second search online <laughs> is that the word Gemini is Latin for twins.
1: Oh, of course. And
0: Yeah, we sure. kind of know that, right? Gemini is the twins of the Zodiac. But the twins that they are specifically named after are Castor and Pollux. And those are the two brightest stars in the Gemini constellation. Oh. Castor and Pollux are stars. And speaking of stars, Nick Cage and Alessandro Nivola played brothers Castor Troy and Pollux Troy in the 1997 John Woo film Face Off. Oh. Yeah, a film that, despite its title, is actually not about hockey. what
1: is What?
0: Sorry, I had to get that in there. Um, But the real story of Castor and Pollux is that these two brothers had a falling out, and I don't know all the details, but it had something to do with unpaid parking tickets. And Castor became very angry with Pollux, and he created a fake Instagram account (laughs) so he could troll Pollux. Then one day, Pollux discovered Castor had created this account, and he blocked him. Very tragic story.
1: Mm-hmm. And this was in ancient this is ancient Latin history that you're talking about. I think it's
0: Greek, Greek mythology. Greek mythology? Um, okay. Yeah, Greek mythology. technically they were half brothers. And I don't remember they had the same mom, different dads. I don't remember Castor's father. Pollux's father was Zeus. And I believe Castor was killed, and then Zeus, or I'm sorry, Castor was killed. Pollock said, hey, I want my brother to live on, and he went to Zeus. I don't really get into mythology too much, but... Okay,
1: but but then at some point they created an Instagram account.
0: Yeah, then they created this Instagram account, or Castor did. You get the idea. Gemini's like to tell, or not Gemini's, but Gemini energy likes to tell stories, and sometimes Gemini people do too. We like to play around, twist the truth a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's fun. But, um, you know, things can seem quite permanent during Taurus season, but during Gemini season, things can feel quite fluid. It can feel like everything is up for debate, all kinds of things being called into question. Gemini likes to ask, why are we still doing things this way? Is this particular law still applicable to 2022? Are there things that need to be overhauled and modernized for our present-day society? Gemini certainly has respect for tradition, but it's also not nearly as bound by tradition as a fixed Earth sign like Taurus. Gemini likes tradition too, but would also prefer to add in a dash of excitement and even risk. Mm, So as far as the placement of the Sun goes, we are go for launch. The Sun is speeding up. And also Mars. The planet Mars will also be speeding up next week. Mars will have free reign again when it's back in its home sign of Aries, and that happens this coming Tuesday, May 24th. Mars has been a little hesitant while in Pisces. Mars has had to be considerate of others while in Pisces, and it's potentially felt a little vulnerable. But it will be all systems go once it goes into Aries. And the last couple of days with Mars in Pisces, Watch out for – well, not watch out, but, you know, there could be things in your life that are kind of winding down. You know, certain things in your life could be ending, you know, certain scenarios in your life. Mars is technically completing its trip around the Earth as it – or the Sun or, you know, whatever. It's – you know, we know something about astrology. And Mars is completing its orbit, whatever it does. And it's – we're going to reenter Aries, but first it's got these things that it's got to take care of and wind down while it's in Pisces. So – Again, if you're someone who's affected by Mars energy, you've maybe felt sluggish for a few weeks now while it's been in Pisces, and it's probably only intensified as Mars is intensifying its stay in Pisces, and it's getting to that critical 29th degree but um, anyway, new energy coming next week for sure. And remember that Mercury is still retrograde and it will be retrograde until June 3rd. So all this excitement could create even more confusion. Um, the Sun in Taurus, the Mars in Pisces, that slower you know, energy is kind of in its feels a little bit or it's in its thoughts, not necessarily as quick to action. But now we're shifting to the sun being in Gemini, Mars being in Aries. Both Gemini and Aries are much quicker about action. So uh, new ideas, new thoughts will be coming in quickly now. And we'll just have to sort our, you know, do our best to sort them out. Um, And again, to put this in sort of like celebrity uh, kind of uh, energy, the sun-Mars combo that we're leaving behind, sun and Taurus, Mars and Pisces, uh, celebrities who have that combination are Christina Hendricks, Shirley Temple, Don Rickles, and John Oliver. So we're leaving behind those folks and we're entering Sun and Mars. I'm sorry, Sun and Gemini, Mars and Aries. And people who have that configuration Angelina Jolie, she's a Gemini with an Aries Mars. Malcolm McDowell, he's a Gemini with an Aries Mars. Barry Manilow, same deal. And the actor, writer Chris Elliott, Hmm, same thing. He's a Gemini with an Aries Mars. Mars. It's
1: a fun group.
0: Really fun group. So I'm already feeling the Gemini energy. I feel like mm-hmm. I have like 8 million thoughts in my head. I'm having trouble keeping them straight. So let's transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. As I mentioned at the top, Almy is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life. Mm-hmm. And every week I like to ask Elmy a question to get her Scorpio take on life. Almi, yes, as a Scorpio and this is kind of going way back, and I don't even know if you watched this this show at the height of its popularity, but the television show Beverly Hills mm-hmm. 90210. As a Scorpio, who was your favorite character on that show?
1: I didn't watch it when it was out. My mom said it was too grown up for me and she wouldn't let me. I guess I was... Um... I don't know how old I would have been, but I guess I wasn't even in high school. So I didn't start to watch it until college when someone who lived in my building had the DVDs. And Mm. I just fell in love with it. I thought it was so fun. I've seen every season. I have not seen the reboot. And I can tell you that without a doubt, my favorite character in the show is Dylan, played by Luke Perry. Rest in peace.
0: Yeah, Dylan, he was the king of cool at the time, yeah. right? Because, like, he was technically a high school student, but didn't he, like—or was he? I, I mean, he had, like, his own place. Like, he didn't have parents yeah, or, like— Yeah, he, he didn't
1: have parents or follow the rules. He, yeah. I, he rarely went to school. He surfed. Maybe he had a job. He said, may the bridges I burn light my way. He oh. just was uh, the bad boy of the show, and Luke Perry was great. He really was. Some of those shows, the acting is maybe not so great. But I feel like they all did a good job on that show, especially Luke Perry. I really feel like he tried to really give us all to that role. And I think a lot of people watched for Luke Perry.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was like a, a 90s James Dean, if yeah, you will.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: How about your favorite female character? Just a toss up. You know, oh, man. If you had to pick one.
1: I mean, Brenda, right? Shannon Doherty, yeah. that, that's an iconic character. It is such a shame that the personal backstory is what sent that character off the show. Like, one day Brenda's there, and then abruptly we're told that Brenda's going to Europe, and then Brenda never comes back because, uh, you know, Shannon Doherty allegedly could not get along with a lot of people. A lot of people could not get along with Shannon Doherty, et cetera, et cetera. I think also people were a lot harder on women in Hollywood back then, especially young women. So, you know, who's to say what really happened? It is a shame, though, that we didn't get to see more of her character. I liked Brenda. She was the one—didn't they come from Minnesota?
0: They did. They, they, did. they came from Minnesota. Yeah. yeah,
1: so she was a character you could connect with if you were new to the show because she was new, too, and and she was great. You know, Kelly was okay. Kelly was a little mean, Brenda could be mean too, though. Um, Tori Spelling's character, I am blanking on her name. Do you remember her name in the show?
0: Tori Spelling's character, it was not Donna. Donna. No, it it was Donna. It It was?
1: was. Yeah. Um, She was great, but I don't know that, oh, and then, of course, there's Andrea, uh, Gabrielle Mm. Cartius. Yeah, the former president president. of the (laughs) Screen
0: Actors Guild, yeah.
1: Uh, they were all great, but Brenda was my favorite character because I felt she was the most relatable, and she also got Dylan. She uh, was the one with um Luke Perry's character. So oh. who would not want to be Brenda? Uh, yeah, very fun show. Love it. Now the clothing's hilarious. It doesn't make sense. Like I remember the pilot episode. Steve, the character of Steve, is throwing this huge welcome back to school party at his house. So he hires a plane to fly over the school with a banner with the details of the party on it. And I watched I watch that thinking, like, the entire city of Beverly Hills is going to show up to this party. Oh, yeah. And that is incredibly poorly thought out for Steve. <laughs> but that's just, that was the show. Nothing made sense, and it was fun. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Almy, for sharing your thoughts about Beverly Hills 90210. Def. And for sharing your Scorpio perspective. And I think you have one additional thing you want to share with us. Almy and I are people who look at the internet. You probably do the same thing. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably familiar with the internet. And I guess this is a meme, but it's just, it's astro- astrologically related. And we thought we'd share it with you because we got a real kick out of this one.
1: Yeah, I found this is a fill in the blank situation. You need to know your rising sign, you need to know your sun sign, your moon sign, your Mercury sign, your Venus sign, and your Mars sign. So once you know those, then you can insert them in here. So here's what it is, and then I'm gonna fill it in with my signs and then you can do yours. I am a rising sign with a sun sign character and a moon sign emotions. I think and communicate like a Mercury sign. I love and value like a Venus sign, but I act like a Mars sign. So for me, I am a Gemini with a Scorpio character and Pisces emotions. I think and communicate like a Scorpio. I love and value like a Libra, but I act like a Virgo. And I got such a kick out of this because I thought that really explains me very well. So you would be...
0: Yeah, uh, in this scenario, I am a Capricorn with a Sagittarius character and a Gemini's emotions. I think and communicate like a Capricorn. I love and value like a Capricorn, but I act like a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm.
1: So good. And you can find this, I believe I found it on the astrology subreddit. So if you go to reddit.com slash r slash astrology, I think is the account where I found it originally. And I just think it is a really great way... To sum up, for me it clicked. I think for you it clicked as well. I think it's a great way to sum up kind of how all of the signs work with your personality. I think it's accurate for me. And I also think it's neat because it shows that um, astrology is so much more than just what your sun sign is. That's just a small piece of the story.
0: Yeah, and I think that one does a good job of kind of summing up how it all fits together. We, of course, identify with our sun sign. Our sun sign is our ego. If we don't know a lot about astrology, all we know is our sun sign, and we identify with that only. But as you see, the personal planets, as they call them, Mars, Mercury, Venus, the moon, in addition to our sun, come into play as well, and also our rising sign. So you can kind of see how it all blends together, how every little bit kind of makes up our little personality or or that kind of whatever you want to call it
1: yeah and I think we should post this on our Instagram yeah and we can ask everyone else to leave theirs in the comments so check out our Instagram and that's something about astrology all one word and we will post it on there at some point uh, today or tomorrow and we would love for you to comment fill in the blanks yourself so catch that on our Instagram later
0: yeah and that's gonna conclude the ask a Scorpio segment of our show I believe Thank you, Almy, for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, so we are about four and a half hours away right now from the sun entering gemini Mm -hmm. and then there is no turning back (laughs) it's going to be insomnia city if you're someone who has trouble (laughs) sleeping anytime we're in gemini season or virgo season i always say you might have a little extra trouble snoozing because it both those signs are ruled by mercury and our minds are going to be much more active in the coming weeks if your mind already was active it's going to get even more active And we might verbalize things more. When we're in Gemini, there's going to be more of an urge to talk. We're not necessarily going to keep our thoughts to ourselves anymore. We're going to start putting them out into words. Uh, Going back to that Barbra Streisand song about how, whatever, that was all BS anyway. Anyway, but this weekend is a very sociable weekend potentially. Again, the sun's in Gemini. On Saturday, the sun is going to form a conjunction with Mercury. And Mercury is also in Gemini, at least for Saturday. So we're going to be especially chatty. And uh, again, good great weekend for socializing, seeing friends, that kind of stuff. Now, because Mercury is retrograde, it's going to be retrograding back into the sign of Taurus, and that's happening this Sunday, May 22nd, and Mercury will stay in Taurus until June 13th. So it's going to have about uh, 20. It's oh, a long stay, about 20 20 days, so about three weeks. Mercury will be in Taurus. So if if for some reason you're a fan of Mercury being in Gemini, Saturday is your day to go out there and get it because Mm -hmm. on Sunday, Mercury is going back into Taurus. Also on Sunday, Mars will form a sextile with Pluto. So that can give us a little extra endurance, a little extra strength, uh, kind of superhero powers, so to speak, if you will, when Mars and Pluto uh, form a good aspect like that, a positive aspect. could also help with um, anyone feeling this uh, Mars and Pisces energy that I've been slogging through for about a month now. (laughs) Um, Now, the moon's going to go into Pisces on Sunday. And the Pisces moon is going to be fairly happy. I mean, I'm looking at Monday and Tuesday, and a lot of the aspects that are forming here are all of the, what they would call the positive variety. I'm seeing sextiles. I'm seeing conjunctions. So Monday and Tuesday could actually be some good free-flowing energy. Um, Tuesday, as I mentioned, Mars will be entering Aries, and that can be just a real surge of energy for, for those of us who are, again, a little more Mars-oriented with our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, it'll be in Aries, so this is going to be good for fire signs. You know, if you're an Aries, if you're a Leo, if you're a Sag, this will be good for you, I would say. The moon will also go into Aries on Tuesday, so we're going to be pretty fiery, especially Tuesday. You know, the day Mars changes signs, I always tell people to watch out. People around you might be a little edgy. Uh, might have a little extra sass, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. So watch out for that kind of thing, too. There might be some kind of mm, angry people about <laughs> on Tuesday, but um, you might as well just feel fired up in general. You might be OK with that. You know, it's, it's, it's enthusiastic. Let's put it that way. Mars entering Aries is about as enthusiastic as it gets in astrology. So there could just be these big surges of energy. You might feel especially fired up and kind of have to keep your own emotions in check depending on where you are and what the situation is. But if you're an athlete and you're playing in a game, it's kind of kind of perfect, that kind of a deal. Um, Mercury is going to try and Pluto on Wednesday. So actually, earlier in the week, at least, Pluto is going to be uh, pretty well aspected. Again, Pluto has this kind of dark side to it. It can really bring us down but early in the week, at least, it's going to be okay. It's going to be a little more positive Pluto, so to speak. Thursday, though, Pluto is not going to be nearly as friendly. Pluto is going to square the moon, and it's going to square Venus on Thursday. So that can bring some kind of crankiness to things and it could also just make us feel a little, a little dour. Uh, on Thursday, May 26th, the moon will enter Taurus. So the sun is leaving Taurus, but on Thursday, the moon will be entering Taurus. And as I mentioned, you know, Mercury is entering Taurus as well this weekend. So the Taurus energy is going to hang around. Just because the sun is leaving Taurus doesn't mean we're completely out of uh, moving away completely from Taurus energy. It's still going to be around with these other planets. And then on Friday, um, there's not a lot of aspects on Friday. Friday, May 27th, is an interesting day because there's just no planets forming any exact um, aspects. So we'll see what happens Friday. It's kind of a wide-open day. I'm not Mm. quite sure what to expect there. Uh, and then Saturday, May 28th, Venus will be entering Taurus. So, Venus has been in Aries. And again, when Venus is in Aries, it's not that comfortable there. It's kind of like Mars in Pisces, it's just not that comfortable. But once Venus enters Taurus, uh, that's its home sign, or one of them at least, the other one being Libra. But with Venus in Taurus, Venus can be a lot happier there. And hopefully, that'll help smooth over uh certain aspects in your life that could use a little uh, tender loving care and once venus enters taurus on may 28th it will stay there until june 22nd so that's the coming week and then just a quick look ahead on monday may 30th we have a new moon in gemini on june 3rd mercury will go direct and then on june 4th saturn will go retrograde mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it's, you know, just like I said, it's all systems go. I mean, we're going from this kind of slower pace of the Taurus sun and Mars and Pisces. And now we're going to enter this potentially breakneck pace, uh, breakneck fast speed, whatever you want to call it, with the sun being in Gemini and the Mars and Mars being in Aries, because sun in Gemini and Mars in Aries not particularly patient placements here so you might be a little sense of urgency along the way and as always just try to be careful (laughs) because we are still in mercury retrograde and the information we're working with might not be totally correct but anyway as always thanks for tuning in we love you and i think elmy is going to take us out with some deep breaths
1: yeah i could use some deep breaths so take this moment to get into a comfortable spot you can sit or lie down (sighs) and just release your shoulders. Close your eyes, and together, let's take a slow deep breath in and out. And one more deep breath in and release. And last one, deep breath in and deep breath out. Release any tension you may still be carrying in your body, like in your jaw, your forehead. Just let it all out. We thank you so much for listening. We thank you so much for your support, and we'll talk to you again soon.